I shared with you sometimes ago we were asking, I came and I asked you if I ask you to describe the glory of God, what is it? What does it look like? We just sang now, we give you all the glory. You hear the word mentioned. And if you remember vividly, I explained to you that the glory of God is everything that God is. Did we say that? The glory of God is everything that God is. His splendor, His majesty, His act, everything God is is the glory of God. Don't forget, we're still on the same subject. The glory is here. Let me hear you say, the glory is here. Come on like you are here. Say, it. the glory is here. And so, now that we have agreed, we have established, don't forget, teaching is supposed to go from precept to precept. From one level to another. Revelation is supposed to be built one step at a time. It's like taking somebody by the hand. And that's what God is doing for us. And so, we explain that the glory of God is everything that God is. Now, the question I want to ask you this morning is that, if I should ask you this question to tell me, how is this glory of God revealed? How is the fullness of God's glory revealed? What do you think would be your answer? Just think about that as you are seated. How is the fullness of God's glory revealed. Just think about that. Don't forget, we said that the glory of God is, some people, when they hear the glory of God, they talk about the miracles, the wind, the mountains trembling, you know, but the best way to put it is that the glory of God is everything that God is. But if I should ask you, how is that glory, how is the fullness of God revealed? What do you think your answer will be? How is the fullness of the glory of God revealed? What are you thinking? What will you be thinking about? Don't forget, what you don't know is more than you. How many of you accept that? <laughs> what you don't know, you don't know. And the reason we come to church is that we know. And the more we know, the more enlightened we are. Don't forget, I was sharing this morning, that Jesus came... To enlighten us. Jesus came. The earth, the heavens and the earth has already been created. God was always God. But Jesus came to enlighten us. To open up our eyes. So church is a place of enlightenment. We don't supposed to come and remain in darkness. As you know now. Many of the areas of your life where you are struggling. Is where darkness exists. You don't know what's going on there. You cannot see. And many times where there's no certainty, there is fear. Is that true? There is fear. There's always fear. So, uh, you might try to bind the fear and cast away the fear. But I want to tell you that the ultimate way to remove the fear is to turn on light. If fear is present because of darkness, like lack of certainty, the way to remove it is to bring in certainty. And when certainty comes, when light is turned on, darkness runs away. So back to my question. We say, don't forget, just understand. We say that the glory of God is everything that God is. And we now say, the question is, how is everything that God is revealed? Or has it been revealed? Of course, it has been revealed. But how is everything that God is, the fullness of God, how has it been revealed? Has the fullness, let me ask you the question first. Has the fullness of God been revealed? Huh? You are not sure. That's fine. The answer is yes. All that God is has been revealed to man. Again, today, there's still a lot of mysteries because what that revelation looks like is not what man expected. And because it's not what man expected, it's harder for them to accept. Let me not take too much of your time to answer the question. Yes, everything God is has been revealed. But was it revealed in thunder? Was it revealed in lightning? Was it revealed today? You see some clips on social media of cloud moving somewhere. They say, ah, ah, that, that's the revelation of God. Anyway, those are fake images anyway. God does not need to walk on the cloud to reveal himself. If he needed to do that, he would have done it since. It's not difficult. So today, why have we 
been disconnected is because the way man has been expecting God to reveal the fullness of himself is not the way his glory was revealed. To answer the question, I didn't give you this scripture, but look for it. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9. The answer is yes. Everything that God is has been revealed, but was he revealed in the sky? Was he revealed in thunder? Was he revealed in, ministry, in mystery? No. Ladies and gentlemen, everything God is was revealed in a man. And this is where the disconnect is. Everything that God is was revealed in a man. Church, who is that man? Christ. Christ is the fullness of the revelation of the glory of God. Remember, we are saying the glory is here. And we are saying that that glory is everything that God is. Don't, just connect the dots with me. And I want to tell you now that everything God is, was, or has been revealed, but it was not revealed in a thunder. It was not revealed in um, some mysterious way. Everything God is, was revealed in a man. And that's today, that is still where the disconnect is. They have not understood that everything God is has been revealed in a man. So Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 says, For he is, that is Christ, is what? The complete fullness why, of deity living how? In human form. Does that make sense? The complete deity, the other translation say, the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily in Christ. Bodily means human form. So everything God is, you know, human being like that, mystery, mystery, spooky, spooky stuff. But God does not want spooky, spooky. So he decided to show himself up, not as, you know, when people think about God, they'll be thinking of some mysterious being with all multiple heads, multiple hands, and all kinds of stuff. And that's why today people try to describe God in many ways. They give him all kinds of names. So, but what God did is that to make us. Now, what you should be thinking is this. Why is it important he did it in a man? So that man can relate. So that man can relate. You, it's easy for me and you to relate. Because number one, you look like me. I have two hands. You have two hands. You talk well. So he doesn't want man to meet. He brought it down at human being level. If it's a smoke on the mountain... Will it cause some problem for some people? Absolutely, yes. And because man have refused to accept that the fullness of the Godhead dwelled bodily. What this means is this, that everything that God is, was, was in Christ. And Christ is a man. Jesus Christ is a man. Don't forget, Jesus is the man name. Christ is the spirit. So everything that is the glory of God, just follow me this morning, because I want to show you something. Everything that is the glory of God has been revealed in a man. Don't forget this phrase, in a man. And that man is Jesus Christ. That's why he said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. He says, everything the Father does, that's what I do. Whatever I hear him say, that's what I say. So, I am my Father, we are one. So, everything... And of course, even at that time, men found it difficult to believe. They want a God that when they clap ten times, smoke will start to... <laughs> they want a God that is hidden in a corner somewhere and only special people can enter there. They want a God that, you know, because, see, man is flesh. He needs something to, you know, to believe in supernatural. So this thing is too common to say that God is in a man. How? As they missed it then, that is also how it's been missed now. When you try to talk about God, ask people to describe God for you. Ask your friends to describe God for you. Tell them, who do you think God looks like? And hear them talk. They'll be talking about something, you know, you know, this, that. No, 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 no. The fullness of God, according to scripture, was revealed in a man. The Bible says, for in him, in Christ, dwells all the, okay, you change it, good, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. Everything God is, Godhead, bodily. 
the TPT says is in a human form. So that's why when Jesus said the things he said, they got so offended. Now, follow me because I want to show you something. So when we look at Christ, we see the fullness of God's glory manifested. Don't forget, we agreed that the glory of God is everything that God is. And everything that God is has been revealed in what? In a man. Let me hear you say, in a man. It's very important. It's very important. If I keep repeating something, just speak that. That's very important. It's revealed in a man. Stop looking for the God that has 20 hairs on a mountain. That's how religious form, religions form. Stop looking for God that is speculative. Stop looking for God that is not clear. Stop looking for God that you cannot understand. God wants to be understood to the point that he came down in the lowest form. Did you know that men, men, men would have believed Jesus more if he looked strange? Maybe his head is like ten times bigger. He's, he's a, a giant uh, with twelve hands. You know, more, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know more people would have believed, right? Yeah. Yes. With wings. Like when he does like this, bam, his wings will expand. <laughs> will expand. They are looking for something mysterious. But a man does not have four wings. So God cannot reveal himself in something that has four wings. But that's what men look for. Because they have the flesh. They are looking for something spooky, spooky to believe that is God. You will get more people to believe if there are some mysterious things that they just see. They, it, when, when they see things that they cannot explain, they say it's God. But God does not want you to be confused because no father wants their children to be confused. Is that true? So, get, listen, I want you to note what I'm saying to you today carefully. That everything God is has been revealed in a man. Don't forget, in a man. And that man was Jesus Christ. Now, follow me. Give me Hebrews chapter 1. Let's read. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. Verse 1. Yes. Now, before I read. So, today. Now, let me give you the second point. Understand this. Before I read. So, today, when you hear Jesus Christ. Now, let me move back from what I just said. When you hear Jesus Christ, what do you think about? When you hear Jesus Christ, the Son of God, what do you think about? I just told you now. Listen to me. I just told you now that everything God is, the fullness of God's glory was revealed in a man. And that man is Jesus Christ. So, now, when I ask you, when you hear Jesus Christ, Son of God, now, what should you think about? If you make the mistake of thinking about a man in Galilee, that's okay. That is history. But you don't get the message yet. Because he's a message. Am I losing, any, am I losing you today? Huh? Are you sure? Are you, are you sure you're getting what I'm saying? Because I'm coming down to the main thing. Everything that God is, the fullness of God's glory is revealed in a man. That man is Jesus Christ. So when you hear Jesus, the son of God, what do you think about? For you to really understand this, you have to, first of all, not just see Jesus as a human being, but to see what he represents. You must see him beyond beyond a human being walking with two legs to understand what he really represents. Because it's understanding what he represents that you get the spiritual context of what the physical man is. I wish I have other ways to explain <laughs> to explain what I'm saying. I wish I have other ways to explain what I'm saying. The full everything God is is revealed in a man. That man is Jesus Christ. So for you to understand who Jesus really is, you must look beyond the physical man to understanding what he really is. Because it's understanding what he really is that you can relate. Otherwise, he's a historical figure. Just like you mentioned Nelson Mandela. 
Today, well, let, let's look, use that physical example. Today, when you hear Nelson Mandela, what do you think about? Yeah? You think about South Africa. What else do you think about? Freedom. You get the point? So, the, the man, Nelson Mandela, doesn't really mean much. Whether he was tall, short, fair, or whatever, doesn't mean much. But what means much is what the name represents. Which is what you just said now. South Africa, freedom, human endurance, patience. He patiently waited in prison for 27 years. So, if you really want to benefit from the man, you benefit from what that man represents. Because that's what you can connect with. If you try to look like Nelson Mandela physically, something is wrong with you. Is that true? But how you can benefit from him is learning freedom from him. It's learning statesmanship from him. Because what he represents is these attributes we just mentioned. So the same way, if you are thinking about Jesus as a deity to worship, that's okay. If you can find his picture to bab your head like his own, that's okay. But what will benefit you is to understand what he means. So we must go beyond looking at the physical man to understanding what Jesus really means. Now let me read Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. It says, throughout our history, alright, let's all read together, loud voice, I want to hear everybody, mass choir style, one to go. God has spoken to our ancestors by his prophets in many different ways. The revelation he gave them, louder let me hear your voice, the revelation he gave them was only was what? A fragment at a building on one truth upon another. Did you notice that? He gave them only what? Fragment. Fragment means pieces, right? Uh -huh. Did you know today people believe more of the pieces than the completing? So, whatever you learn from Elijah or Elisha is only a pieces. Just a piece of it. But people believe more on that. They want to call God of Elijah. Especially when the man is angry. <laughs> and I call God of Elijah. No, he had only a pieces. So, and notice that he was building upon one truth at a time. Because he was going somewhere. Is that true? So now, just listen to this. Throughout our history, God spoke to our ancestors. Of course, if you are reading this, you know that this is in the Hebrew context, right? So, ancestors here, we represent Elijah, Elisha, Moses, Abraham, all of them joined together. So, he said, but he spoke to them only in fragment at a time. So, he gave them only a portion at a time. He says, building one, on, building one truth upon another. Next line. Give me next line. Next line. But to us, let me hear you say to us. I love this because there's a difference, right? You can see it there. But to us, living in these last days. Stop. This is one phrase believers use too much. In these last days. In these last days. When they hear an earthquake happen, they say we're in the last days. If you know history, earthquake has been happening long time ago. They see a man, marry a man. They say, hey, we're in the last days. Let me tell you. Now you think it's a problem. There was a time it was never a problem. The Romans did whatever they wanted. If you wanted a man, you married. It didn't concern anybody. The Romans had what they call body slaves, which is a man that they were using for sexual pleasures. So nothing is new. The only thing is that social media makes you see, see the things that you didn't used to see before. That's all. So when they see those things, they say, ah, we're in the last days. Uh -uh. Don't be like them because they're ignorant. When the last days means scripturally from the acts of the apostles until the final revelation of Christ. That's what he's talking about here as the last days. When you hear last days from the acts of apostles to the final unveiling of Christ. That's the last days. So don't be those who see it quick and say, mm, there's flood in Kogi. They say we are, the end is really here. <laughs> the flood in Kogi is not last years. It's Cameroonians that released their dam. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, notice this. That's what last days mean. But now, so, notice that God spoke to them differently. But now, he's speaking to us differently. So, the language is different. 
don't forget what I'm trying to explain. What Jesus really, really means, right? So, he says, God now speaks to us openly. Let me hear you say openly. See, when I say it shouldn't be secret. People like to preach mysteries. God does not want mysteries. He wants it open. That is why he worked and became a man that went to the toilet. I love to add that one. Because if you don't say, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't talk about the fact that Jesus went to the toilet, I have to say that because that's what makes you a man. If you eat, you must go to the toilet. He had to use, if they were using soap to bathe, he was using soap to bathe. If they used to shave once a week, if he didn't shave, his beard will grow longer. He had to wash his clothes. They had to wash his clothes. That is, I'm explaining this because I have to say it in a way for you to really know that God became a man. And the purpose is that it's open. There's nothing else hidden. What I'm explaining to here is the difference. So that's what makes the difference in your faith. And so watch this. God now speaks to us openly. Number one, openly. Look at the next line. Everybody read that next one. Openly in what? In the language of what? A son. Hallelujah. Think about that. So the language God speaks to us is the language of a son. So I said to you that everything God is is revealed in Christ. So Christ is God's language explaining himself. Christ is God's language you have to look beyond the physical man to understand who he really is. It's a language. Christ is the message of God. Christ is the language. So when you say language of a son, and I will explain why it's a son now. He said he speaks to us openly. Don't forget. No spooky spooky. No mistress. No, you know is God. You can't really understand God. Men who said those things is when they say things that is not true. And when they cannot defend what they say, they say, no, God works in mysterious ways. No. There was a time God worked in mysterious ways. He showed us. Because he said he spoke to them in fragments. So they didn't have the whole picture. So they could say at that time. Because what they will understand is the only one that God showed them. The other ones were mystery. But to us, it's not mystery. He speaks to us how? Openly. In the language of what? A son. So, Christ, Jesus, the son, is a language to explain something. To show something. If it's a language, you must understand him more than a man. Even though he's a man, but like I told you, Nelson Mandela, South Africa. Nelson Mandela, freedom. Nelson Mandela, forgiveness. He said he forgave them. We don't know whether he did or not. But at least he said he forgave them. Is that true? So we can use him as an example of forgiveness. So you have to know him beyond the man. Now the Bible tells us that God, that Christ is the language of a son. Don't forget, language of a son. He's a son who is a language. Explaining, manifesting, showing and bringing forth everything that the father is. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? I want to make sure. And he says, that son is the appointed heir of everything. For through him, God created the panorama of all things at all times. I don't know how much I can explain this morning. Because I want to show you something. You know what I would do? So, now. So, when you see when you see Jesus Christ, the Son, don't forget, he's the language of God. And the language is designed to communicate something. So, don't go and be acting drama of the cross. It's okay. Easter show is okay. But don't act the drama and forget the meaning of the drama. Don't make Jesus a deity and forget that he's a message. If we must Listen to me carefully. You know why I'm saying this? Because man prefers something to bow down to. Not something to understand. 
Because man have wrongly thought that God must the ways of the gods are mysterious. You know how the used to they used to do the other one. If you when you are confused, you go and consult the oracle. Is it that because it's mysterious? So there's a consultant, oracle consultant. Who will go and consult the gods on the on your behalf and now come and tell you what the god says because you don't know the way of the gods. And whatever he tells you, you take. You know, you know, people believe those things more, right? Yeah, they believe those things more. You go and consult oracle. Same idea is what they brought to God. When we tell people, don't worry, don't worry. God is in you. You are with God. Eh, no, no, no. They want to go and consult somebody who will now give them another version of God. That already, listen to me. You know why they believe those things? Because is that what they say to them confirms the fears in their own spirit, in their own mind. Whatever you say that does not confirm, you're wasting your time. Don't forget. So when you hear Christ, the Bible said that is the language. Christ is the, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the language through which God speaks to us. So we are clear. So everything that God is and everything that is the glory of God is revealed in Christ. Let me hear you say a very loud amen. So Christ is the language of God. Christ is the message of God. Now, but another question. So if I should ask you now, which other way can we explain Christ? Remember everything I'm saying, I'm building one truth at a time. How, which other way can we explain who Christ is? I don't want to take too much of your time, but let me tell you, then we read portion of the scriptures. So, what this, everything I have said to you now means this thing. That Christ is how God is made visible. That Christ is the visibility of God. Christ is God made visible. Where eyes can see him, hands can touch him. Christ is God made visible. Christ, the son of God, is God, is the visibility of God. Is how God is made open. Is how God is understood. Is how God is seen. Is how the glory of God is touched. Because full of God's glory, he came and sat down with sinners. God, the righteous, sat down with sinners. The fullness of all. Now, so, let me tie it together. <laughs> I think I will continue this teaching, but let me just try to tie it together today. So, when we say Jesus, the son of God, from now on, please, don't think about a man who had you know those pictures they, they used to draw? Don't think about a man who wears white robe and has beard. Think about the visibility of uh, God. How God is made visible. And, and brothers and sisters, doesn't this make real sense? That God, to make you not to be convinced, he became like you. So it's easier for you to understand. And that making it easy is what religion doesn't like because it's too common. And that's why they fought Christ. When he says, I and my father are one, they tore their clothes. Jesus asked them, why are you trying to kill me? Can't you see the good works? They said, no, no. They told him, they said, no, no, no. We are not trying to kill you because of the good works. But we are trying to kill you because you, a man, is calling God your father. Thereby making yourself equal <laughs> with God. That's what angered them. And to make it worse, he didn't come from a royal family. He's the son of a carpenter. He make it worse for them. You know, you know, we can all quarrel about this, but you, it will be difficult for you to believe as well. God shows, this God, they have worshipped this God forever, thousands of years. They only know that in the temple, there's a place called Holy of Holies. They have never seen it before. That's the only physical connection they had to God. Was the temple. And the temple, the only one who can go really inside is the priest. And he could only go inside there once a year. So this guy shows up and says, 
Shows up and says, hey, I'm that God that you've been looking for. Man, it's hard to believe. Think about it. It's very hard to believe. I'm that God you Oh, I'm the son of God. They say, what? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and everything he was saying, okay, now, to make it worse for them, if he was truly the son of God, he should be going to the temple. Right? He should be going to the temple. No, the guy is on the street. <laughs> The guy is on the street walking around with prostitutes, with you know, you know, you know how the Bible described them. The Bible described them as notorious sinners. <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> you know, there's a difference between sinners and notorious sinners. To the point that when they saw him, they said, Look at this man. He said this guy. <laughs> if he knows how who this man is, he wouldn't be hanging out with this man. So it does it even today doesn't make sense. But then it would even be more difficult to make sense. The man is walking, and then after some time, the man say, "I'm hungry." In their mind, how can God be hungry? Because the God they be reading about is never hungry. He created all things. This Jesus said, "I'm tired." He said, eh? <laughs> "What kind of God is this?" <laughs> you see, so when you break it down, it's actually difficult to to believe. It's difficult to believe. And ladies and gentlemen, before you hold too much on them, don't forget that what we are teaching today is the same thing that was difficult for them to believe then. It's also difficult to believe now. When we say that, the fullness of everything that you're looking for God is in a man. They say, which man? That man with the verse, you say yes. You see? <laughs> no, they, 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 they want something, you know, something that is dancing from the skies. You know, if Jesus had jumped down from heaven with a horse, everybody would believe. Is that true? But no human being is like that. And the fullness of God is man. So everything you think about God, come, come, come. When you close your eyes, have you ever closed your eyes and tried to imagine God before? How many of you have done that before? What did you think about? <laughs> White beard, like, you know, uh, that's what you think about. You don't think about that. See, the only form of God, God is spirit, but the only form of God that is authentic is man. That's what the scripture shows. And that's what Jesus means. So when you think about God, because I'm coming back to us now, when you think about God, don't think about some being that, me, I used to think, like, for example, like you said, the first thing I see is, White head, white beards, and everything that's white, white all over the place, and all that stuff. No, sir. No, sir. That's not what the scripture teaches. What the scripture teaches is that the fullness of God. See, whether he has white beard or black beard, all of them, Christ. So if you think about God, you think about what did Christ represent? Because whatever he is, is who God is. Somebody say very loud, amen. And so, when you think about God, Christ, whatever you think, don't, don't forget that this son of God is the visibility of God. That is God made visible. Now I'm coming to us. So, when I now say, not me saying, I like to clarify. The scripture says we are one with him. If he says son, right? I am a son. Is that what the scripture says? Is that what the scripture teaches? So, we are now one with Christ. If Christ is the visibility of God, what am I? What am I? What am I? What are you? What are you? You are not saying it like you are sure. If Christ is the visibility of God, and you are one with Christ, church, what are you? Everything I have said so far, this is what I'm trying to tell you. And this is the message. You see where I started? The glory of God, all that stuff. Come down. See, man is waiting for something to happen. They will continue to miss it. Because what they have not realized is that the fullness of God can only be manifested in a man. That's what the scripture has shown us. 
today, what is, is God trying to do? That when the Bible talks about the manifestation of the sons of God, what is talking about? The manifestations of the visibility of God. And that visibility is you and uh, me. Hallelujah. Are you with me so far? Don't forget. Everything God is. And so, when I, when you, listen, when you hear this kind of message and you go home, see, I didn't come here today praying about money, praying about health, praying about this, praying about that, praying about that. The answer to all these things is understanding who you are. Otherwise, today, you are chasing this one. Tomorrow, you are chasing the other one. No. The answer to these things starts from because when you understand this, this is how you see yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, why is it that it must be in a man? Because look up here. Look up. Let me explain this to you. How many of you think it will be easier for you to understand what kindness is when a man shows it to you? Huh? Is it from monkey that you learn it from? You will experience kindness when a man shows it to you. So kindness is no longer a song that you sing. Kindness is something that you have experienced in your life. Love. God is love. Okay. God loves us. Okay. We are the son love of God. Okay. It is still a doctrine. It is still a theory. Until God in man shows you love. Suddenly, you don't need description of love. Because love is a reality. That you have experienced. That is why it must be a man. It will not be an angel. Jumping out from a mountain. No. It's a man that through that man. So what God. What the scripture. What the spirit of God is showing you and I today. Is that when we talk about the love of God. That is unveiled. Don't forget. The unveiling is for the world to experience it. That when a man encounters you. That man encounters the expression of the love of God. Because you are the visibility of God. Is this making sense to anybody this morning? Oh, the tender, we, we, we love those things. We love to talk about those things. Oh, the tender mercies of God, they are new every morning. It is still a song in your head. In fact, when you sing it, sing it, sing it, sing it, you don't experience that thing. Shall we go begin the verse? Eh? Talk now. Am I talking now? You go verse. They say God is good. Say which I better forget that and I don't find work. They talk say God good. Yes. Now God is good, I go chop. No, it's true. And this is what the disconnect is. So now you are now hoping that one day God will ooh, after you have cried and cried, God, you go come touch God heart. God will now jump down from heaven and come and become good to you. Now Lyo. The goodness of God that you will experience will come from a man that has become God. Because the visibility of God is in a man. So what that means is that, see, as I'm walking, I am the kindness of God walking in two legs. Look up here. Don't forget that for thousands of years, they were talking about a Messiah. Right? They were talking about a Messiah. They were singing about a Messiah. They were prophesying about a Messiah. And they were expecting him to be spooky spooky. That Messiah came as a man. Today, they are singing about the love of God. The mercy of God. The kindness of God. The deeds of God. The glory of God. And they are expecting that one big angel will jump up and there's smoke everywhere. Maybe after earthquake, then there will be fire. Then after fire, brimstone. And then Angels will land up with long trumpets. After they sound, they go, Nalayo, it must come in the package of a man. For that is how the fullness of God is revealed. Somebody say very loud, Amen. You are blessed for what your ear is hearing. I tell you the truth. This brings closure to many things.
I was in a service last Sunday. I wasn't here. And a pastor came to me. And he said, Sir, he said, sometimes I watch your teachings. So for some reason, when you come up live on Facebook, sometimes I get notification. He said, I watch your teaching. He said, it's amazing. Because when I listen to you, he said, what you are saying is real. It even makes sense to our everyday living. We can relate to what you are saying. I said, yes, that is the gospel. The gospel is not supposed to be about a God who is building brick houses for you in the sky. And then I started to tell him, and that's what's going on now. Unless we teach the gospel like we're teaching now, and we keep talking about a God on a mountain, the church will continue to lose people. How many of you know that? Look up. As I speak to you now, the religion that is growing more in America, you know which one it is? Witchcraft. Oh, you don't know? No, I'm not talking about Nigeria. Oh. If I say Nigeria now, in America, which, and many of these people were born and raised in a church. One of them I watched used to be a song leader, a worship leader. She's not a witch. Open one. And you ask her, why? She said, I keep praying to this Jesus. I didn't see anything. So I keep praying to this Jesus. I didn't see anything. And then they went somewhere. You know, man likes to see something. They use some stones. They didn't shake. They said, something is here. I'm talking about Americans. <laughs> Americans. That story of a God that is, has white beard and is in heaven watching you to know when you make a mistake. We continue to make church to lose relevance. Because when you told me that story as a little boy, I had no other access to information. You know that, right? So whatever I was told is what I believed. But today, every young kid is going to get a phone. When they sit in church, you finish talking that thing. They go on the internet and check out. Somebody will tell him that story. No, that's not real. Because already he has already believed that it's not real when you were telling him the stuff. So he's more open. He's more open to be laid away. And those people, when you study what they say, they make practical sense. They tell you if you are dealing with this, this is the meaning. Just use two stones and do it like this. That's what our forefathers used to do. It's becoming packaged now. When you say witchcraft, you think of Africa. No, I'm talking about Americans. They are becoming witches. So the gospel must be relevant. And I'm not saying this because of what is going on. I'm saying it because everything I have said so far, now, if you listen to me, did it make sense to you? Did it make God real to you? We're not talking about the one that seated in heaven and used the earth as his footstool. No, we know that is true. But he has become a man. The one that, if he wants to eat fish, all the fish in the world will not uh, do one meal portion size for him. Okay. But he has become a man. And no matter what name you call him, if you don't understand that God, the fullness of God, has been revealed in a man, you miss the point. You miss the point, friends. They say, God, say I was somewhere singing, and the, the Holy Spirit just gave me a revelation. What is the revelation? God has eyes like thunder of fire. Hey? And they start to call all kinds of names. You know why, why I don't bother about those things? It's seasonal. Have you noticed that? It will rain. After a while, they will forget it. But what is written down is written down. When you finish your lobo, 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 whatever you say or whatever you call, when you finish those things, the scripture tells you the truth. That the fullness of God dwells bodily in a man. Until we start to understand that the kingdom that they are looking forward to will come out from a man. They will continue to look and look and look. And the thing will be happening right around them. And the Bible says, it's like in the days of Noah. They'll be marrying 
and given a marriage. That is what is there. The issues of life has consumed them. And then the message will be preached and God will be separating. He says it like this. He says two will be together. One will be taken and one will be left. And they turn the interpretation upside down. They say it's rapture. Don't forget, in the days of Noah, it was not the righteous that was taken away. It was the righteous. Read the account very well. Jesus says, it's going to be as it was in the days of Noah. Every picture you have watched, every story that have, they have told you is that two women will be trading and bam, the righteous one will be taken and the righteous will be left. No, it's the opposite. In the days of Noah, the righteous was called into Christ and the unrighteous was swept away into condemnation. Get your scriptures right. Forget Man Zion films. It's not the righteous that was taken. The righteous found safety in Christ. So, what this means in reality is this. A man and wife can be living together in one house. One is living by faith in Christ. The other is living in condemnation. The same house. One is taken into judgment. One lives in freedom. Remember he says two shall be together doing the same thing. One taken, the other left. One lives in the freedom of Christ. Advancing more and more into the kingdom. The other one is advancing more and more into condemnation. What does that tell you? It's a matter of the heart. It's a matter of what you believe. Whether you believe what I told you now. That everything God is is manifested in a man. Or whether you are still waiting for spooky spooky God. Whether you are still waiting for the day the mountains will shake. The ground will turn upside down. And then angels will line up. Lines and lines of angels. That's the, is that, isn't that the kind of visions that they see? So look up here. If I come here this morning, or maybe in another church anyway, and start my message by telling them, hmm, brethren, what I saw today, eh? mm, mm, mm. what I saw, say the end is here. Once you say that, everyone's ear is open. How do you know the end is here? Say uh, what I saw in a dream. The revelation of God is not given in a dream. It's given in scriptures. When you were a child, you watched too much Manzion films, and they are coming back to you now. Say, what did you see? Say, I saw lines of angels. They were white. I couldn't count them. And then I looked. I said, God, God, what is this? Say, the end is near. And what you were thinking was because before you went to bed, you saw on social media when a man married a man. And then you conclude that the end is here. When you close your eyes, you start to see what the end looks like. No, sir. Listen to me carefully. Let's not be like the Jews. Christ was, God was in their midst. And they missed him. Because they were expecting him to be in a different way. No, everything God is, has been revealed in a man. That man, why is he called the son of God? Because that is my position and your position. Don't forget, Christ is my example and Christ is your example. If he was a son of God, I am a son of God. To believe into Christ is to believe that whoever Christ is, is who I am. It's not to believe that there was a man 2,000 years ago who died and rose from the dead. No, that's history. Fact is that I believe that if he rose from the dead, me too, I rose from the dead. If he's a son of God, I am a son of God. A son of God means God being made visible. It means that I am the son of God being made what? Visible. You see, everybody who had me this morning is already blessed. You see, it's not a matter of God is blessing this brother and leaving this brother. No. Everyone who had me this morning or who will hear this message after this service, five years from now, ten years from now, the same blessing is in the message. It makes it available to every man who opens his heart. And that's what the gospel is. And that's why it's unconditional. It's God's blessing for everyone. So, 
Oh, the kindness of God. There are many people who have written songs about the kindness of God who are doubting the kindness of God. I hope you know that. They only wrote it because that's what church songs should sound like. They say the love of God. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. They are jumping all over the place. When they jump finished and seen and ask them, what does it mean to be a child of God? He's confused. To him, it's lyrics. It's just what is raining. None of them say the same thing. No, you're supposed to have an understanding. And that's what it is. I will end. Let me give you this assignment. I was going to read the scripture that when you go home, read again Hebrews 1. Hmm, Kai. Let me show you one. <laughs> go down to where it says, I think it's around four or five, where it talks about the payment of our sin. Look for it. I think it's four or five. Go down. Please, when you go home, you know, check out what I, what I said to you. Please read the scriptures. What, this scripture I'm teaching you today is one of the scriptures I love most. I love all the scriptures, but this one, just the enter body, quick, quick, quick. It's like coffee. Just drink and pam. It charges you immediately. <laughs> Um, look, 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 go, go down, go down, just go down. You will see if you have the TPT, please help us look down. You will see where it talks about um, that he's he paid for our sins and then he sat down. Okay, uh, okay, what verse is that? It's three now. Hey, not time more. <laughs> okay, so, so let, let's read it from everybody. Look up, look up now, look up, look up. Let's read it from the beginning. Let's, in fact, let's all stand. Everybody stand. We're ending here. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. I want us to end up here. Let's read this as loud as you can. One, two, go. The sun is the dazzling what? Radiance of God's splendor. Stop. Splendor is another word for glory, right? Okay, remember I told you that everything that is the glory of God is revealed where? In Christ. So, again, the sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor. Sorry. What does radiance mean? Showing out, right? Manifestation, right? Okay, continue. The exact expression of God's true nature. Why you they look for another God? It says that Christ is the exact expression of God's, not just God's uh, nature, but God's true nature. Whatever God looks like is brought forth in Christ. It says his mirror image. Now, look at that again. The sun is the dazzling expression of God's glory, splendor, honor, majesty, power, look alike, whatever you want to say. And it says it's the exact expression. Not watered down. Whatever God looks like, that's what you see in Christ. The exact expression of God's true image. His true, his mirror image. He holds the universe and the, together and the expands it. That expands there means moving something forward by the mighty power of his spoken word. Will it not make sense when he says that Christ is a language? Right? Christ is a language. The world will continue to expand as men continue to eat that word. Then everything will be moving forward according to how God has already designed. Technology cannot do it. Doesn't matter how far technology expands. I was saying to somebody today, yesterday, say, did you notice we can travel faster? We can communicate faster. But you know what is not really changing? Man. Did you notice that? Did you notice that? As wicked as men were in the days of Roman Empire, that is way how they are now. It's not changing. Same thing, guys. People are inventing more ways to kill people. People are inventing more ways to be wicked. Before, if somebody offends you, you simply go to a native doctor and go and look for a way to kill the man. Now, you don't have to do that. You go to a church. You go to a church to pray to God to help you kill the man. You used to use native daughter to keep before. <laughs> now, that one not a rain. Right? It's good. It's better to... Because when you go to native doctor, say, that man goes to, go to native doctor. Right? So, you don't want to go there. They will tell you to bring chicken. I'm doing that stuff, right? You don't want to do that. So, you dress up and you go to the church. 
But notice that your purpose remains the same. Nothing in you changed. The same injured, wicked heart that wants to kill remains the same. You're only changing the venue. And the items. <laughs> anointing oil. Instead of bringing uh, cowardly, you bring anointing oil. It's the same thing. But the man remains the same. The man remains the same. Nothing changed. So, let us assume that God ends up killing that man. It is the same result you would have gotten from the native doctor. Isn't it true? Same result. You go to native doctor, you verse, you kill. You come to God, you verse, you kill. Nothing changed in that man. He remains the same. As wicked as he was. And then they find Bible verses to make him wickeder. Everyone that talks about love, mm -mm, the one they will show him is where Elijah caught fire from heaven. That's what's going on. And that is why we keep, listen, the glory of the church is about to be seen. Somebody say amen. Because you know what? When you realize that your father does not kill, you are not interested in killing anybody. They may offend you. They may hurt you. But now, don't forget, now, man have seen many things. What they have not seen yet is man that is God. The man who loves like God. The man who is as kind as God. But it comes by what I'm showing you. He expands it. Now, keep standing. Let me round up this one. This one is free dash on top of all that I've said. He accomplished for us complete what? Cleansing of what? Oh, come on. Let's read that one more time. He accomplished for us what? Complete cleansing of what? Come on. Let's read that one more time louder. He accomplished for us the complete cleansing of uh, sins. If your sin has been cleansed, are you still a sinner? No. Oh. See, that's what builds you up from within. That's what strengthens you up. You know, I'm not, my sins has been cleansed by my Messiah. I am now perfect and pure. You say, Pastor, I verse yesterday. Don't, don't read your flesh. Read your spirit. If you continue to read your spirit, you verse less. Yeah, that's a good grammar. You verse less. You be lesser angry. Say, Pastor, I see the gossip small, small. Don't worry. Eh? Your mouth has not connected to your spirit. When it connects, it will not gossip. It will speak blessings. Just like your father. Because now you are the visibility of God. When men bring gossip, you speak blessings. Sir, that is what the world is waiting to happen. That is the change that humanity is looking for. Technology cannot do it. Traveling faster cannot do it. No. It is men who have become the exact image of the Father, just like Christ. And he says here, he accomplished for us. Oh. And then he took his seat at the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic one. And that's what, this is what this means. Don't forget, in the old covenant, the priest could never sit down because the offering was continuous. He could not sit down. You know what that represents today? Somebody was asking today, those who wake up, confess their sins, go to bed, confess their sins, go to bed, it never ends. If you have practiced that before, did it ever end? No, it will never end. Continuous. Continuous. Father, Yes, yes, sir. You confess. Afternoon, in the evening, confess. Tomorrow, you remember the one you have not confessed. You confess that one. You forget that. And then something will tell you. Remember you teeth pencil in primary school. You say, ah, maybe that is why things are not working. <laughs> that pencil, <laughs> they call it unconfessed sin. It will never set anybody free. Just like the priest, you will continue to stand. But my high priest took his seat. Why? The work is finished. That's why. After he perfected the sacrifice, as a man who has finished his work, he took his seat. He took his seat. Friends, 
this is what you need to have in your spirit and you start to transform from the man that you have been to the God that you are meant to be this is what's supposed to be in your spirit suddenly you start to manifest as the visibility of God your words become his words you become the kindness of God walking in two legs are you with me here this morning thank you precious come on let's lift up our hands and say thank you father